Hello, and welcome to episode number 463 of the Nutrition Diva podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagle. Some popular diet trends are recommending that you eliminate all forms of oil from your diet, including oils that are often promoted as being healthful, such as olive oil. So our question this week is, is an oil-free diet healthier? Nutrition Diva listener Joy recently asked about oil-free diets in a Facebook discussion that we were having. What do you think about the idea that oil is unhealthy and should be avoided, she wrote. I've noticed that some plant-based recipe blogs that I like highlight their oil-free recipes, and a doctor told me I should work on eliminating all oil, not fats, just oil, from my diet. If you haven't already done a podcast on this topic, please think about covering it. Your wish is my command, Joy. Let's take a closer look at some of the arguments against oil. One argument is that oil is processed and therefore unhealthy. Oils are generally extracted from whole foods. Olive oil is pressed from whole olives. Corn oil is pressed from corn, and so on. In the process of extracting the fat, valuable nutrients, such as fiber, are left behind. Oil is also much more calorie-dense than the whole foods that it's pressed from. Okay, this is similar to arguments that I've made against fruit juice. When we squeeze an orange, we remove the fiber and end up with a more concentrated source of sugar and calories. And we can also drink a glass of juice much more quickly than we can eat an orange, and that often leads to overconsumption. One big difference here is that no one's going to sit down and drink a glass of olive oil instead of eating a few olives. Olive oil is most commonly used to dress a salad or to roast some vegetables. Does adding oil to your salad add calories? You bet. Does it make those vegetables less nutritious? Not at all. In fact, adding oil to your salad helps you absorb more of the nutrients in those vegetables. And if it makes those vegetables more appealing and palatable so that you eat more of them, and therefore less of other things, it's a win all the way around. And that seems to be the case for Cheryl, who posted in our conversation, since I stopped limiting my olive oil years ago, I've eaten way more vegetables because they taste great with oil and not as great without it. I hear you, Cheryl. And as for the idea that valuable nutrients are being left behind, Many of the most beneficial nutrients in olives, nuts, seeds, and avocados, such as the omega-3 fatty acids, the phytosterols, vitamin E, and polyphenols, these are all fat-soluble. These nutrients are not only present in the oil, but they're often in more concentrated amounts than you'd get from eating those whole foods. Another argument that's sometimes put forward for an oil-free diet is that consuming oil leads to weight gain. One of the websites that I reviewed promoting oil-free diets claims that, quote, oil has more calories per gram than any other food, and without any fiber or water in it, oil lacks the bulk to convey to your senses how many calories you've eaten, and this virtually guarantees that you will consume more calories at the meal than you need, end quote. It's absolutely true that oil is a concentrated source of calories, but I don't buy the argument that including oil in your diet or your meal will inevitably lead you to consume too many calories and gain weight. As I explained in my episodes on satiety and satiation, water and fiber 
do add volume to foods, which helps fill up your stomach. And that's one of the reasons that I encourage you to eat vegetables whenever you can. But fat can help you eat less through other mechanisms, by stimulating the release of gastrointestinal hormones that reduce the desire to eat, and by slowing down the absorption of carbohydrates from your meal, which leads to steadier blood sugar levels. Combining vegetables with their high water and fiber content with healthy fats, such as those found in olive oil, can be a winning combination in terms of nutrition, taste, and appetite control. The Mediterranean diet provides another counter-argument to the claim that including oil in your diet will lead you to gain weight. This dietary pattern gets a large portion of its calories from fat in general and olive oil in particular. And yet, those who follow a Mediterranean diet pattern are less likely to be overweight than those who follow a standard American diet, which is somewhat lower in fat and, by the way, also lower in vegetables. Whether or not oil is healthful or unhealthful depends a lot on the company it keeps. Potato chips, french fries, cakes, cookies, and other pastries contain a lot of oil, and these foods can definitely lead to excessive calorie consumption. But the oil is not what makes these foods so problematic. They also contain high amounts of salt, sugar, and or refined white flour. If you're minimizing your intake of fried foods, refined grains, and added sugars— I'm not that worried about how much olive oil you're consuming. Although I don't think there's a good argument for eliminating all oil from your diet, I would agree that some oils are definitely healthier than others, and different oils offer different benefits. Olive and avocado oil, for example, are both high in heart-healthy monounsaturated fats and polyphenols. Coconut oil, on the other hand, is very stable at high temperatures, so it's a good choice for high heat cooking. Canola and walnut oil are both good sources of omega-3 fats. And you know, one of the sillier arguments I saw against oils is that they, quote, lead to increased bleeding through thinning of the blood, end quote. Well, this blood thinning action, which helps to lower the risk of blood clots and stroke, is one of the reasons that omega-3 fats lower the risk of heart disease. Now, vegetable oils that are pressed from corn, soy, and sunflower seeds are perhaps the least healthful choices. These oils are very high in polyunsaturated fats, which can create harmful compounds when you heat them. And they're also quite high in omega-6 fats. And when we have too much omega-6 in our diet, it prevents those healthy omega-3s from doing their job. Because different oils offer different advantages, I use a variety of different oils. Olive oil is my primary cooking oil. But I do use coconut oil if I'm stir-frying at high temperatures. I might also choose coconut or walnut or toasted sesame or some other specialty oil for the specific flavor it contributes. But at the other end of the spectrum, I also keep a bottle of canola oil around for those times when I need a very neutral flavor. I generally do not use corn, soy, or other vegetable oils. But what do you use in your kitchen? Or do you avoid oil entirely? I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. You can post them on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page or on our website, where you'll find a complete transcript of today's show along with links to the research that I referenced and links to lots of previous Nutrition Diva podcasts on the various types of oils and their pros and cons. And that's all at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. <music>